0: And for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before and all who will come after. J Ma. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. Oh, what another week of quarantine. What an interesting, interesting time to be alive, to be mothering, to be riding the waves of all that is. And as I'm recording this, it is March 27th. It is now officially two weeks that I have been at home with just the four of us, my partner and my two kids. And... It kind of got to me today. I mean, I didn't I didn't go down, but definitely getting out in nature saved me just to go look at the ocean and send my prayers out and release all that was no longer serving my highest good today, which for me was feelings of pin-up anger, confusion, not understanding really what's going on, who's running the show, looking at various agendas. And the thing is, is like, I don't know. I'm not very trusting of the media. I'm not very trusting of our government. And I want to be as safe as I can for myself, for others, for my family, for the community, for our country. So we are self-quarantining, but all the different thoughts and issues and different ways it could all be going was just swirling in my head today and making me feel bummed out. And there's just so many people that are going to be negatively impacted for a long time. And per usual, it's the people that don't have money and it's usually the people that don't have white skin and that breaks my heart. So I'm really sending love out to everyone and I pray, I pray all day, every day that this whole pandemic, this portal of time that we're in is leading us to a beautiful place that is leading us to shake up what we know, the old habits and patterns that we've been living with, the dysfunction, um, Looking at all of our structures, the medical system, the governmental system, the patriarchy, the school system, and really looking under the layers of everything and starting anew. I I hope that when we're on the other side, we will look back and say, thank goodness that happened. It was rough. It was hard. But there's so much beauty and strength and newness that has arisen. I really, really hope for that. So that's where I am today. And per usual, I'm just showing up and being myself and I'm really grateful. I mean, I don't really have much to complain about. I am counting my blessings and trying to stay in gratitude as much as I can and reminding myself to stay in gratitude and circle back into gratitude and be as healthy, make choices throughout the day that are bringing more health and equanimity and peace into my mind and my body And I do think that if we can slow down, which we're doing and allow for the downloads to come in, allow for our highest good to start running the show, we of course will be better off. So that's at least a beautiful thing. Um, Please pay attention to my postings. If you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at mother the mother. I'll be posting the week's schedule. I've been offering a daily meditation for anyone, but I created it to gear towards moms that we don't have, you know, a lot of time now we are homeschooling and cooking and cleaning and doing all the things because we can't have our help that usually helps us if we have help and working from home, figuring out how to work from home, having partners now working from home and juggling a lot. And we don't have a lot of time. There's so many amazing offerings, but I don't have 90 minutes to give to that right now. So I really wanted to create a space where we get in, we go deep, You can continue if you need to, but we'll close it out at around 20 minutes so women can get some meditation in because it's really important not only for ourselves and our own process, but to be able to hold this, to be able to continue to hold the container for our kids and our families for the next couple of months probably and beyond. So please join me if that's something that you would like and I will be listing more of my offerings as they Come into completion and are up on line and I will be offering, of course, continuing my Zoom coaching calls. If you're pregnant, if you're approaching uh, your birth and labor, if you want to work through some things during your pregnancy, there's a lot going on. So it's a really beautiful time to up your spiritual practice and to really delve deep. You know, now is the time to go deep inside and within to release what is no longer serving your highest good on your journey. And also working with mama's postpartum. We don't know what the future holds, the immediate future. So I have a program for postpartum moms helping you make your way through it um, virtually. So please reach out if you are wanting that kind of support. And then well on into motherhood. I know it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot being with babies and young kids at home right now because it's, nonstop We never get to tap out. So I'm here to support you. Please reach out. You can email me, mclean at motherthemother.com, mclean at motherthemother.com. And one more announcement is I have switched over to a new production company, Soulfire Productions, which I'm so psyched about. It's really an incredible community, mostly women, and it just feels super grounded and beautiful and divine timing. And I am upping my game this year. The podcast has been out now for a year. And, you know, when I started this, it was just something to try and throw out there. And now it really is part of my calling and something I want to continue to grow. And I haven't really pushed for that, but I'm calling on you now, please, if you listen to this, if this content helps you on your journey, I really, really could use your support and help in subscribing to the show and rating it and reviewing it. So those three things are what boosts the algorithm. And that's the only way that this podcast can stay alive is to up the reviews and the subscriptions and the ratings. And I think now I have like 30 and I really need 300 soon. So now that you've got time at home, if you could find it, in your day to do that, it takes like two minutes. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you can screenshot it, your subscription, your rate and your rating and your review, then I will send you free content. And I'm figuring out how to make that a group Zoom call for all of those of you that did that. So it'll be like a counseling group meditation And circle share Which I think would be really beautiful and potent During this time So that is my ask I would so appreciate it And I had about two months of interviews Uploaded in the can ready to go And then we got hit with this pandemic So last week I did a solo And then this week I wanted to call back Sufi Who is a beloved friend I adore this woman I had her on before episode 34 She is a medium She's a doula She's a mom and she's just an incredible woman and healer. And I really wanted to have her on because I feel like we just need some extra info from the cosmos to get us through this time. And she does spirit baby readings. So if you're pregnant, it's really cool to have a reading with her because she tunes into the baby in utero. And then if you're having any issues, physical issues, or emotional or sleep issues, or anything that you feel like might be going on with your baby or your toddler. She is there to help and support, and she's been getting some downloads because the babies, you know, they're connected. They're very connected to source material, and they are bringing us some info. So I just did that interview tonight, and we're rocking it out today, this week. So please always DM me if you have any questions or thoughts or topics you'd like to hear. This is a co-creation for all of us through this journey of womanhood and motherhood. And I'm sending so much love out to all of you. We will get through this time if we just keep showing up and are willing to look at our shadow personally and in our society and globally as well. And I will continue to believe in the human spirit to thrive and make better choices and to lean in and love and support Gaia, Mother Earth. Big hugs out to all of you. J-Ma. Hi, Sufi. Hi. Ah, It's so good to see your face via Zoom. (laughs) (laughs) Yours, too. It's a treat. It's a treat, dude. I Yeah, I've not really been on the Zoom that much and not really seeing people, so it's really medicine for me to see your bright, shining face. So thank you. Thank you. We're on day, I don't even know, all the days are one right now. We're deep in the coronavirus pandemic, and I don't even know what that means. I don't even know. I'm at this point now where it's now two weeks that I've been quarantined with the four of us, and like I don't even know what to trust or believe, and so it's really hitting me today, and I just keep coming back to... I have to be okay with what is, and the what is is that we're on quarantine right now, and I just have to be doing my spiritual work every day, and here with my kids, homeschooling, here for my partner, and then anything beyond that is pretty much out of my control right now, but it feels very weird, and just kind of this like level of just unknown, you know, the total unknown, and not knowing the agendas at play. So I really, I wanted to have you back on the podcast. Anyway, I mean, you're going to be a a repeat <laughs> for, for ongoing forever. But this week, I just wanted to really reach out to you because I feel like you have a foot in the other realms as well, and you are so well. You're just someone I respect for many reasons, and also. Trust your guidance and your downloads, and I just thought you could be a real service to all of us during this time to share, you know, what you're feeling and what you're seeing and what you're connecting to. Oh, great! Thank you for that. Thank
1: you. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm still doing readings, and I've had a few people reach out, and it's interesting because I think a lot of my healer friends and seers and a lot of us want to paint a rosy picture, or some of us really want to put on the brave face. Uh, but I really wanted to just be real today and share that I'm just traveling all the levels I'm traveling. I have moments where I sit with my sort of animalistic uh body self and I'm feeling 500 feelings and dealing with my family and it's not perfect. And I'm not cool as a cucumber and, and walking through this in a meditative state, not at all. And I just, a part of me revels in that. And then I go into the reading space and I go to another place, the soul consciousness. Mm -hmm. And through my, Training seven years of training with my mentor, um, I'm able to play the scale as I like to say. So I'm very much in my day to day, and I'm very human, and I have my flaws, and I'm feeling everything everybody else is feeling. And then at the same time, I have some extra aspects that I get to pop up and out. And um, the big message I keep getting is don't take Earth personally. Oh. When I in that upper space and connecting in with souls I can't tell you how many souls on the other side the readings this week were all about first of all a lot of us after any sort of trauma or big trial in life um, I was doing a reading yesterday with a client whose birth was so fast she was she felt it was traumatic oh, and wow. um I heard a whisper from her body and her body like a small child said to me, she's leaving me alone. She won't, she won't engage with me. She won't come back in. I need her trust again. And I said that to her, I said, your body is asking for asking you to get back in because during your birth, you just stepped right out and Over and over, a lot of us get the message um, or have experiences where we're just jettisoned out of our bodies. We pop on out to survive a situation. And the small, soft animal that is our body that I'm really starting to see in my readings has a language and a soul of its own. Um, It's all your soul, but it's a piece that's really speaking up right now and is saying, I want to be a part of this and I want to be included and don't cut me out. Wow. And, and I think babies feel that too. And again, I'm always talking about that predator feeling like babies can feel if you don't share what's going on and you're and don't be real with your feelings. It feels like fight or flight. Well, the body reacts that way too. And that just made a lot of sense to my client. She was like, yeah, I might I have no time for my body right now. If I really engage with my body, I'm going to start crying and grieving about my body. Birth, I'm going to not be able to handle my day, and then I was like, Well, do pieces at a time, do what you can, do what you can. But at the same time, I led her through meditation, raising her vibration. If you can get up in a space that mediums use, um, where we receive our information, it's a whole nother language and sort of existence where it's not always easy to share this information because it might come off as callous or strange, Um, but if you can imagine a soul on the other side waiting to come down to earth, it's kind of how we watch a movie, like an action-adventure film, and you're just like, oh, I want a piece of that, I want to I wanna fall off a horse. I want to get dirty. I want to I wanna get wounded. I want to suffer. How delicious. One of my favorite films, Wings of Desire, really, yeah, by Vin yeah. He speaks to that. So I'm just often in the morning. I just do my grounded meditation. And I let whatever feelings want to come through, I let it in. And I give myself a moment to be where i am. And it's not always perfect. And then, you know, later in my work, i get i feel like i get a little vacation and i get another perspective. And that other perspective is you signed up for this. You signed up for this and i feel in some ways unconsciously i've been preparing for this sort of thing all my life in one way or the other. I've always been obsessed with survival shows. Um you know, <laughs> The family I grew up in, we were being air would out of the Sudan. Uh, we are always having some drama in some country. Wow. It doesn't mean I'm perfect at It, it doesn't mean I'm well-prepared or I have it all correct. But I'm just navigating all these pieces just like anybody else. So do you feel like when you tap into
0: readings or just in general your mediumship that you are able to – get the bigger picture and really release the, the stress that's hold you're holding in your body? Like, does it feel really quick? Is that an easy thing to release that humanness? Completely, but I've had a lot of practice.
1: Right, that sounds amazing, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I have to be in my space, and I think in part it's because I'm a trance medium, I go into a trance, I take my, I, I, I take the elevator on up, and the elevator brings me to a different floor that sees the bigger picture. I don't have the, all the answers why this is happening, where we're going. Uh, the earth has its, Gaia has her journey. And um, I've decided, we've decided to partake. And um, we'll see where where we go. Yeah. But sure learning a lot about reading the signs now. <laughs> so beautiful that you have that
0: language because I feel like just me I mean my I have a toddler and an eight and a half year old but the toddler is really I mean she's doing so great but it's just the non-stop aspect of that that I feel kind of well at least just today it's the first day I'm really feeling this but I kind of feel like I'm in a tug of war with like my grounded humanness and then the etheric realm which where I would really like to be right now I would really like to be meditating for most of the day I would really like to be quote-unquote doing my spiritual work since I'm quarantined to like really dig in but I'm a mom of two and homeschooling and so it's just interesting it's like actually I don't have that luxury to meditate I mean meditation just sounds like such a solve right now you know Um, or sab or whatever it's like it sounds so beautiful what you're saying and tapping into that. And I, I'm getting moments of that. But I also feel like, for me, my practice is just embracing the humanness, which feels very uncomfortable right now. And okay. I know I'm not alone. <laughs>
1: you know, we're, we're all here. My, you know, I'm in readings two to four hours a day. And then the rest of the time, I'm dealing with my teenager who's choking right. at the bit. Right. So I'm very much in mom mode. And I have had moments where I'm like, oh my God, if I were single, <laughs> I would yeah, go yeah. to Ohio yeah. and go camp out, or I would be doing this, this, and that. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was really having to adjust to my husband's rhythms, my son's rhythms. And I I'm receiving so many gifts in this at this time and we're connecting, but we've had some hurdles to get over and they've been hard. You know, uh, I really recognizing how much space we all took from each other and um, we've had, we're relearning each other. Mm -hmm. And I think a teenager is very similar to a toddler, but I will say, I think you might have it harder than me. (laughs) I mean, she'll just sleep. If we get our
0: sleep schedule on a better rhythm, I'll, I'll feel so much better, but yeah, but I, I so feel you on that because we're not used to being with our partners all day long and night and our children, you know, it's really an interesting thing. And like you said, there's so much beauty that's coming from it that I just, I'm really holding on to those moments throughout the day, but it is interesting. Like we all have our own process that like control, I feel like all of our control just as a a human society is really coming up, you know, because we all kind of live under the guise of controlling our lives. And then now that's being shook.
1: Yeah. So, um, it's very interesting. I think I'm being tested or shown that um, I'm always every day uh, something new. Uh, you know, my mentor used to say, if you get your head far enough up your tushy, it gets pretty dark in there. So practicing not getting in, not like feeling my feelings and going through, you know, the worries and concerns and taking care of business, but every day is you know one day at a time managing. Yeah, all it's coming, all the things. Hmm. What's
0: that like having a teenager? Is he doing a lot of homeschooling? Are they? Being We're rigorous? on spring
1: break right now. Oh, wow. that's cool. So, thank goodness, because um, I have to learn a whole. I have to be, I have to be teacher. And that is with a 16 year old who's not that interested in school anyway, for me to have to like create a schedule. um, It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, thank goodness for uh, Xbox and Zoom, he and his friends are mo- meeting that way, and he has his group he can speak to. But today we had to have another conversation of why he couldn't go out and about, so that was tough. But, um, you know, he can cook for himself, so that's nice. <laughs> that is
0: nice. <laughs> I'm finding what's saving us is getting outside just for like even 15 minutes at a time,
1: a couple yeah. times
0: throughout the day, and that's really really you know we we live close enough where we have a good ocean view and so my my daily just like purge of my emotions into mother ocean is really keeping me sane
1: yeah we had a great too where uh he's my son loves to fish and this was before we were truly in lockdown and we went to the beach and he fished he did some shore fishing he didn't catch anything but it didn't matter we were both at the beach And actually, I was doing my virtual, I was really, I was technically at a birth,
0: but I was a
1: virtual doula at the beach. Wow. That was amazing. That's amazing. So So tell tell us about that.
0: Tell us what that's looking like right now.
1: So I really have to just say that it it so much relied on the father, the dad-to-be, about how willing he was. Was to connect with me. Um, they had hired me before all of this came down, and they were at UCLA Santa Monica, which still is allowing dads but not doulas. And um, they're from Spain, and they really, she's a heart surgeon, and she's like, I know hospitals and I really want your support. How are we going to do this? And the dad's like, You know, I'll just, uh, I, I was like, I have my pager by my bed, so between 11 and 7 a.m., you can page me if you have a question. We were just constantly on the phone or on FaceTime and the nurses were so amazing. Um, And my client, she had uh, her baby was OP. She had a lot of back labor. So I had to get the nurse to, I, I encouraged the nurse, sent a video, sending, sending a lot of pictures to dad. We did three prep sessions before she went in. We stayed at home till five centimeters but the nurse was really uncomfortable with using rebozo, mm-hmm. and to we, I was like, really have to do you know some rebozo here to get that baby to turn. And finally, the nurse was like, okay. She got up on the bed and she did it, wow. and it made all the difference for my client. But none of that wow. could have happened if the dad was not on board. Yeah, and it's, it's tough. But they, my client said to me when I met with her postpartum, she's like. Had you been there, I think my labor would have been shorter because everything you suggested made a difference. Right. But the nurses are really swamped there, you know, and bless their hearts. It's a it's a tough time. But I was so thankful that these people, these clients were just so dear. They're like, there's no way we're going to ask for, give you money, get your money back, or this is not your fault. We're going to make this work. So That was a great, uh, uh, that's a great lesson and gift. We all have to learn flexibility with each other. That's very true. So as we record, it's
0: March 27th. So as of now in the hospitals in Los Angeles, you can have your partner there with you or is that being shut down as well? Because I've been hearing a little bit of both.
1: It's being shut down as well. Okay. Yeah i um, not sure exactly which hospitals. I heard rumors it was St. John's and Cedars right now that are shut down and Kaiser, but I don't have that. I don't know that for sure. But UCLA Santa Monica is great. Yeah, they're still chugging along, at least with dads. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's, such, it's such a potent
0: time. And I was asked to do this live the other day. I'm speaking to pregnant mamas and, you know, I'm not a birth doula. I'm trained birth doula. I don't do birth, but really just, you know, not to spiritual bypass it at all, but it's also, it is what is right. It's like, it is what the situation is. And so it's such an opportunity for women to really own it and really own their bodies and know that it's them. That's going to do their birth or be their birth. And it's so, you know, it's so easy to say that when you've already birthed, because you know that, and yeah, And I can, you know, I can only speak to that because I've gone through it. And so I don't want to like be, you know, not, you know, not being sensitive because I am being sensitive as much as I can. I'm just saying like, when you birth, you really know it's, it's not your midwife that did it. It's not your doula that did it. They are hugely impactful and important as support team, but it's your body that does it. And so. Exactly. I think to have though the doula supporting you virtually and to really get that prep and like get in warrior mode and just like really own it. Um, it's just what women are going to have to be doing right now. And on the postpartum side too, I mean, I had to, um, not work with a client. She didn't want to do the virtual. So I did end up refunding her and that felt good to me. Her mom was able to stay because of the, the travel thing. Her mom wasn't going to be here originally. And so it all like all kind of worked out and I felt good about that, but I have an upcoming client and we'll just see what it looks like. You know, just, it's such a bummer because so much of my postpartum work is hands-on healing stuff. So
1: yeah. Yeah. We'll see what it looks like. We'll see again, two of the major readings that I had this week, the, the, the common theme right now is going through this time period My children are stressed out is what I'm hearing. So what can I do to make it a peaceful environment and, um, you know, talking to moms. So I've been talking some clients through tree meditation where um, while they're nursing, talking them through a grounding meditation I call tree meditation Almost like them pretending they're oak trees and the branches or a camphor tree, and the branches reach down alongside of them and they hold their baby in their hollow. And so for a moment, I'm trying to walk them through um, to a space where the body is grounded and incorporated, and walk them into a space where they the outside world must be outside of their branches. including loved ones doesn't mean they don't love their loved ones, but only mommy and baby are in the Oak tree grounding meditation and just having mom being mom being in a space where she's extremely present and incorporating and building up sort of her energetic field. And, um, That scene, my clients are really liking that right now. Um, But it does translate. And just as I tell clients all the time, talk to your babies about the birth. I tell them, talk about what's going on. Really, they want to be included. It's scary if you're not included because then, again, it's that fight or flight predator feeling. So include them. Yeah, Uh, exactly.
0: I know, and that you know, it's a communication for all of us, right? It makes us all feel calmer and soothed and just that we know what we're facing. Cause when yeah. you have the info, then you can, you can deal with it. It's that unknowing. That's so scary. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the things that is coming through or are coming through with your baby
1: readings right now? Oh, uh, um, it's more subtlety too. Again, with this aspect of the body, wanting to be addressed or incorporated. And I find, I don't know if you found this, but with births as doulas and midwives, we would always find themes. And I find reading themes now. So the reading lately are um and what's surprising me too is I will uh I will be in a reading space and I'll make an assumption about um, so I had a client ask about tongue tie. And she had her, you know, everything was snipped. And she's like, I'm worried that um, the baby's mad at me. I I feel terrible. Can you check in with her? And I was like, we're halfway through the reading and she hasn't even mentioned this to me. She's mentioned other things. There's no way I could have known, but she hasn't mentioned anything about the lip tie, tongue tie. And then we got into a conversation of... It's so important, and children and you'll know this because you're this type of mom they need the children babies too need leadership. they need to know that mom, I said, let's switch the conversation here a little bit instead of offering an apology. How about an explanation we We clipped here we we took care of this tongue tie this you had tongue tie issues. we did this so you could feed better, maybe so you couldn't have a speech impediment. I made these choices for you because I um, understand a lot about how to enhance and strengthen um, your body and your life and moving forward, taking a leadership role, as opposed to, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I hurt you. Um, I, uh," you know, this sort of panic. Yeah. I think babies also would pick that up and go, well, she did, her little one did, But I had her um, practice in the the phone session of taking that sort of leadership strong mama role of, I've been on earth longer than you right now, I'm in charge, I will always work towards your highest good, I love you, I know this is not comfortable, but not everything on earth is comfortable, and um, this is where I'm leading right now. Someday you will lead your family, but these are the choices I'm making for you, and this is why. Now, of course, you can offer an apology, say, gosh, I know this is hard. I'm sorry, but back it up again with this is why I made this decision a p- from a place of strength. Yeah. And so I- how,
0: how is that manifesting? Was it the literal pain of the procedure, or was it um, a feeling of, like, betrayal or just mistrust, or how was that manifesting for
1: the baby? It felt like with the baby that like, like mom needs to leave it. I just kept hearing mom needs to leave it. Mm. And I was asking, what do you need to leave? What are you obsessing on lately? Cause she keeps saying you need to leave it. Wow. And she's like, Oh, it's the tongue tie. And uh, is she hurt? Did I hurt her? And so that's sort of where, and then this baby's having stomach issues. Wow. Mm. And I I felt like she was trying to digest moms, helping mom digest. This poor mom is going through a lot. Um, It's not the only piece that we were dealing with. But um, I thought it was fascinating that this little one, when I connected in with her, she was more obsessed with her brother and aspects of her brother than she was concerned for her own body, it disturbed her more how her mom was reacting Mm. um, than the actual procedures. But for the mom, and that's how we got onto the conversation of, I said, you know, I'm seeing you half out of your body. And it makes sense to me, considering the birth that you had, that you would be outside of your body, we need to get you all the way back into your body. Because she she was reactive from a place that was more about her than her baby. Um, and if someone had done that to her body and she had physical trauma in her past, so um, she just assumed in some ways, as we all do as moms, yeah. that it, you know, she had done something wrong to her baby. And I know there are a lot of people out there who will be like, yeah, well, she did. Or some people, everybody gets on one team or another about circumcision or tongue tie, whatever it is. But my take on it, And my feeling from this little one was like, I've got a lot to do and there's a lot going on. And I really would just like to know what's this pandemic thing. Like, what does that mean? And so I told her to talk about COVID-19 and how the earth works, like even get a little science about it. Like, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's such a beautiful, thank you for sharing that. It's so important because I feel like, every single mom I know, we second guess, we triple guess, you know, we, we tend to obsess over certain decisions we've made because we only know what we know when we knew it, especially with our first babies. And it's so easy to obsess for years and how really that isn't of service to any of us. And, you know, that's a a beautiful example of that.
1: Yeah. And bless her heart. This mom had a lot on her plate just baby has to go to daycare soon and um, um she's like could you check in around daycare and i kept seeing a visual of uh my client's mom and i was like they keep showing me your mom and um why not do half and half and i still feel like your baby's really strong and She actually has some karmic ties at this daycare that she's going to work that field and it's actually going to inform her and be very important to her. So, you know, you could do half and half. Your mom comes to stay or does part of the week and then do daycare part of the week. But from my perspective of little one, um, it almost seemed daycare in some ways was a gift for this baby because there were people that she looked forward to connecting with at daycare. but had a whole other idea, or as mothers do, I can't, you know, we all, none of us really want to do that, but she had to go back to work, and, um, but anyway, she liked that idea, so she's going to work that piece, too, as many ideas, and I still have so many ideas of, especially with my teenager, of how I'm going to incorporate this, and I'm going to do this, and then I'm gonna, and then when I create this Perfect environment, and then he's gonna be right. cured of this attitude or that. And it's instead, I'm practicing right now being um a guide and a coach as opposed to trying to fix him. I've been trying to fix him for so long, as if he was broken. No, he's just him. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning that.
0: It's so hard when it's your baby.
1: Yeah, because I'm like that's not how I raised you. Why are you doing that? Or why do you think that? And Oh my gosh, how will this reflect on me? And Oh my God, like oh, I'm still flinching as a mom. I'm still flinching. Mm -hmm. Another piece too is a client had a C-section and she's like, Oh my God, when am I going to get over it? And I'm like, well, um, I'm still dealing with my C-section. I know I've mentioned this before, but... Um, Mention it
0: again, because I think it's an important
1: thing. You know, uh, I'm, I'm better, but every time I attend a birth that looked like mine, <laughs> ends in a C-section, I'm like, no, oh my gosh. You know, I get a little bit like, tr- I get triggered, not even a little bit. I get totally triggered. <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I get totally triggered. And then it, I attack myself. And then I think something, another theme that's coming up with babies is, did I hurt mommy? Did I do something wrong? And that's something I started to notice with my son when he was little. When he was three, I hadn't, I didn't talk to him about his birth. You know, this is 16 years ago. I wasn't doing any of this work. I wasn't plugged in like I am now. And I just didn't talk about his birth. I was at home with him for the first three years. And then right out of the blue, he said, what was all that crashing in your tummy? Whoa. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, my head got stuck. What was the crashing? And it's true. He was asynclitic. His head was cocked and he kept crashing into my left side of my hip. Wow. Wow. Pushed for three hours, could not get him out, ended in a C-section. And again, I'm circling back to that soft body animal that felt it was going to die during the C-section. It wow. was like, this is not normal to cut me open like this. And then there was my soul self going, fuck you, I'm out. This, oh, sorry. Please. Sorry. you. Love you <laughs> You know, and because I was overwhelmed, I'd never had a surgery before. And I was a doula. And I just somehow thought I should have been given some special magic wand because I was a doula that uh, a doula doesn't get a C-section. That's a fail, you know. And so and I was always the middle of the road doula. I didn't think I was that invested. I was always the one to say, however, you have your baby, that's fine. But when it happened to me, I was all up in my own business and angry at my body. And and then I could see my son was carrying a piece of feeling like he failed me or did something wrong. Wow. And so, um, oh, yeah. So anyway, still processing C-section, still making peace with it, still celebrating it. Um, after a while, it became a joke. I mean, I did share my the birth story with my son after that for sure. And I'd be like, he'd ask, did I come through your vagina? And I'd be like, no, you know, doctor had to help us out, made a door. And you want to see the door you came out of and show him my C-section scar, like making peace with it. But I am analyzing things. And it's interesting. The story changes all the time. Mm-hmm. I told myself when my son was one, two, three, four, five is different than what I'm seeing, feeling, hearing now about my own birth experience.
0: And I'm trying to be begin- so powerful, you know, how it keeps evolving our whole lives.
1: Yes.
0: It's such a massive, massive rite of passage,
1: however it goes down. And it, you know what? It, it's so me. It's so me. <laughs> I'm such a person who like dips to the end. Uh, in a book i want to know the ending i'll read the last chapter first like in a movie if it's tough i don't want to you know it's so me how this birth <laughs> panned out and so with this birth that i was just at virtually i was really afraid for her because i was like this has all the markings for it to be a c section the baby was not coming down not till the last minute that baby was at zero station did not come down till the water broke till we're nine centimeters. And even then like any other doctor, I don't know. Uh, she had a good doctor and who was very patient. This would have been a C-section and then I started to panic like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And then I'm like, Oh, there it is again. Hmm. Here I am judging the birth process.
0: Well, it's, it's natural that you want to, protect right I mean you're in this because you love and you want to take care of women and help them help them be on support on their journey and you don't want other women to go through what you've perceived as a painful part of your journey you know but uh, it's so hard I mean I, I do that with the postpartum of just really having to be the support team and not try to control it or like make it happy or spiritual bypass anything because every woman has to go through their own stuff. Yeah. And there are big feelings about that too, you know, from clients. Cause I think some clients think that if you have a doula that you don't, you get to kind of like skip parts of the journey and that's just not usually accurate.
1: No. And I love that, like ask any nurse, midwife or doctor, none of us want to be at each other's births. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot that goes on. I find it very interesting. Um, You know, what I'm wrestling now with is um, in talking to women who had births, who had gestational diabetes and were induced and had births similar to mine, a lot of their children have learning differences. Interesting. So I'm exploring that piece now. I wonder if it's the bacteria
0: and the immune system, if there's any connection of that way.
1: I wonder. And they have seizures. My son had seizures. I'm looking at 10 cases right now, similar births to mine. Wow. All the kids had seizures and learning differences. Wow. There's no proper study out there, you know, but, um, you know, and, and they're mild learning differences. My son shines in so many ways, but you know, we, there's certain markers that I'm like, what is this about? Yeah. That's so interesting. And then also,
0: you know, depending on when you vaccinated or didn't vaccinate or the timing of that. I mean, there's just so many variables to all of it. That's a whole other rabbit hole. Oh my gosh,
1: yeah. And I had silver fillings. I, you know, my pregnancy, I was so, yeah, there's so many. So let's talk, let's bring it out a little further as moms. What, how uh, we need just to have a daily moment or prayer or ritual, where we're we let ourselves off the hook. Mm. Yes, here, here. Here, hour, here. here, here, man. Like wow. this is my hour. I've done the best I could with what I have. And earth is not perfect. I'm not gonna control things here. That's a big dose of what we're getting right now. Yeah. And you know what? I forgive myself and um for my part, whatever that is, and I get to breathe and be. I mean, now, and I I so look forward to this for you, where you take a day off every week just for you, and uh, go to Ojai or for me it's Ojai farmers market, a hike, and then a soak, and then I come home.
0: I know I've been seeing your posts. Like, did you move to Ojai? What's happening? It looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come join you. And yes, when all this BS is over, I cannot wait. That's the hardest thing for me because I am literally just an introvert shut in. Like the quarantining is this is like that's not hard for me. What's hard for me is being with everybody all the time, 247. four
1: well, seven. I got out of so many social engagements. Oh. I was so happy in the beginning. I was like, I don't have to go to that party. I don't go to that party. Totally. It's so good. I can camp out here. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've said I, 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 alone I, time. I'm like, Ugh.
0: I'm already like planning the three hour hike I'm gonna go on when we have freedom again.
1: Cause I just uh, it's that's the hard part for me exactly, you know, a nature, I need nature, nature's my medicine, so I'm just getting out there with the bike ride, you know, we live, you know, two miles from the beach, so trying to get there, you know, but, uh, yeah, so, okay, we're doing it, you know, doing
0: it, doing it, I think that's so important to have a half day or full day, just totally to yourself, I mean, I want to get to the full day, it's so, um, you know, it is interesting that during this time, I'm doing this daily or five days a week thus far meditations for moms because there's so much great content being offered, but I don't have 90 minutes to do cool shit right now. So I'm really trying to do 15, 20 minutes tops for moms just to like, even if you have, you know, you're lying in bed nursing or just have your babies hang on you, whatever. But one thing I do love about motherhood is the prioritization of time. And I've trained myself to go deep quickly because I have to. Mm. So, you know, even tonight I could feel my nervous system being like, eh. and so I just turned the music on. My husband was outside with the kids, took them outside and I just blasted music in my living room for five minutes and jumped on the trampoline. And I was like a new person. So it's just, grabbing those moments, you know, it doesn't have to be an hour workout, but it just, even just moving the system and the lymph and getting some fresh air, it really does do a lot. Oh, perfect.
1: Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And even when my son was small, we had a deal where on Saturdays, he would have four hours and I would have four hours. And I've just always been someone who's needed that. I I really value being alone because technically I'm not really alone, but, uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm really leaning into my, the magic of my backyard right now, like plants. And I don't spend enough time sitting in my backyard and I have this beautiful camphor tree and I have a pomegranate tree and I have all these plants. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and listen and breathe in and feel my own backyard and messages and medicine in my backyard. And it was like, Wow, okay. You know, I'm going to go a little deeper here, and this is fun. I love that. And
0: I do think that's the beautiful pause of all this is appreciating what we have and seeing it in a new light. Yeah. I really do want to get into um, some herbs and planting some veggies right now and getting maybe a planter box. I don't know if you have any tips for that, or if anyone does, please DM me because I want to get a veggie garden going.
1: Yeah, I'm just learning. I got my worms. My compost is pretty good. I have a box in the back and I'm just preparing and I'm doing kale, tomatoes. Um, I was told to do a lot of the lettuces because they grow like weeds and that's really good. Um, So I'm going to do kale. I've done kale before and it's done well and the cherry tomatoes have done well. Awesome. I'm just trying to decide for a third plant what to do. Do you have them in
0: the men raised boxes or are they in the ground or pots? I've raised
1: boxes. And where'd you get those? They were here at the house when we oh, bought okay. we okay. garden beds, but I've never in one of the boxes, it's all mosquito plant and lavender. Um, I love this mosquito plant. I don't know the proper name of it. So I have one box dedicated to bees and butterflies and the other box is going to be my garden. I love that because yeah, i've never had time to garden but now i think it's important and i've learned so I'm, so I'm studying myself right now i'm studying how to prepare the soil and the farmer's market is still open which is
0: yeah. really great. ours isn't the wednesday one or which one are you going to because ours isn't open Mar vista
1: Mar-Vista is still open on Sunday. Ah. oh and it was amazing go early in the morning it's mayhem you have to wait in line, but I went at noon and it, there weren't, there wasn't, there weren't a lot of people there and there's a great guy. He sells compost tea oh. and he'll tell you all about gardening and he sells worms and he'll, he's a wealth of information. Oh, and then cool. Okay, cool. plants there too, right across Amazing,
0: from Amazing. Cause I want to really get into that. And Jemima really wants to learn and I, w- I want to really delve into that aspect of myself that I've never been connected to.
1: What's your go-to food right now? What's your
0: favorite treat food right now? Like, as meals or just w- what aspect?
1: No, when I've, every time I come to your house, you have something that's fascinating, like the dates <laughs> with peanut butter in them. That oh, Yeah, that's so good. That good. So good. So good. So, kitri is mine right now. The <laughs> the chicken. I'm doing a chicken stock kitri. And it's so yummy with the lentils and rice and veggies. So good. Oops. I've been
0: doing a lot of sweet potatoes. Because also I eat differently than, Goldie eats like me, thank God. Jemima eats somewhat like me. Husband will not eat any soups or kitchery. So it, it's been interesting figuring out, you know, the meals that work for all of us. I have been doing Instapot dolls, which have been really nice. A lot of sweet potatoes. I do. I do like home fries with sweet potatoes tonight I did fried rice for them with broccoli and peas and a little bit of egg in it. Goldie's on a smoothie shake, which is really interesting. Cause I'm not, I'm not a huge proponent of cold foods, especially right now, but all she wants is shakes with all the green powder. So I'm like, okay, she's getting a lot of veggies. It's like shake. And I've of course got a ton of, I don't know. I mean, it's such a long combo, but I, I was shopping about a month before all this stuff happened. And so we do have a lot of food, but what's interesting is, you know, the fresh fruit goes quickly. So we we do still have to keep going to the store to get our veggies and fruit, but maybe I'll go try the farmer's market this weekend. But yeah, I think, you know, sovereignty and growing your own food is really important.
1: Yeah. Because we realize how dependent we are. I've Um, never been one to plant a garden or be into cooking at all and I am into it now. And it's really lovely to have feel like I have the time now yeah. to really do that. It's so nurturing. It's,
0: I haven't been cooking this much in ever, you know, three full meals a day it, and cleaning up. It's like, it's so intense. It is. But also I love it too. And, you know, it's so interesting. So many of the things. So many of the things that I've been wanting and calling into my life are happening now. And I think for <laughs> all of us, you know, it's like globally, our community, you know, for the world to change, for the pollution to change. And a lot of that's happening right now. It looks very differently than what we wanted or expected, you know, the way in which it would come. But it actually is happening. I've been wanting to homeschool. It's happening. I've been wanting to cook every night for my family. Happening. Wanting to not be yeah. around a lot of people. Happening. It's like- so
1: crazy. So true. I, and I- Oh, I, I mentioned the signs um, uh, because last last year on New Year's Day, I was at my favorite um, spot for New Year's Day near Joshua Tree, and um, I was at Miracle Springs soaking in the hot tub, and I looked up the new moon, and there were nine vultures circling. Wow. And the girl next to me was like, oh, that can't be good. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> it was like, it was like 2020. hold on to your hats, you know, and I was kind of joking about it. And then I get my checks in the mail and they all started with like six, six, six. And then my new credit card came and it had a six, six, six on it. And I was like, oh, this oh. can't be good. This is really weird. What is going on? And I just kind of like, I was like, oh, that's interesting and forgot about it. But then, you know, here we are. Um, and I'm like, oh, the signs. Okay. You know, yeah. I've, I've never been one to like really try and read the signs. Like I'm the least woo-woo of woo-woo. Um, I try to be very practical and um, most mediums are kind of skeptical anyway. Like we really want, I want the purest field. I don't want to know anything about my clients because when you get those messages that are really clear and you could there's no way you could know then that's the best but i'm starting to really entertain and connect with the earth and i'm really curious now to learn about the signs and um and really entertain is are are the signs really there and um you know seems like they were with those nine vultures flying yeah. overhead on new year's day yeah it <laughs> does uh, 2020 is off to some interesting i think it's gonna
0: be the whole year too
1: I honestly too.
0: the memes have been saving me like i just cry laugh every night at all the memes one of my favorite <laughs> one is 2020 needs to be putting some rice and like <laughs> let's just like dry it out and reset <laughs> that shit um it's so wild i know my friend Jana Rohmer. i've said this before on here but she a couple times has been on now and in twenty nineteen I was just like, Yeah, twenty twenty, there's just a lot going on. And but all the signs she was reading into, she couldn't really understand how those things would be shifting, you know? And it's just so interesting. It's like what a shake up. So that's the part for me. I mean, the astrology actually helps me because um I get so anti-trusting of the government and big pharma and, you know, big pharma owns our new, all the news stations and all of that. And, um, and I do believe that to be true. And that, that can kind of be over here because it's already aligned in the stars for us to go through massive change. And that's also what needs to happen. So just kind of being in that space of like, I don't know what's what and what's real. And it's not for me to know that right now.
1: Also, there's a great movie I want to recommend with Bill Murray. It's about Bill Murray. It's actually a documentary this guy made about all the interactions people have had with Bill Murray. Wow. And what I love about Bill Murray as someone to look to, during, especially during this time, is he's someone who's like, nothing matters. It doesn't matter. He has sort of this, and it's not flippant. It really is very interesting. Um, I think it's called Meeting Bill Murray, on Netflix, but um, it, it really inspired me because he just takes nothing seriously and, or so seriously, and he's always very present with whoever he meets. And um, he would just show up at a party, and people would be like, "Oh my gosh, Bill Murray's here, and he's doing my dishes." <laughs> and so humble, and people have all these stories of all these amazing things he's done for people. Oh, and being, he's like. In the end, that's another piece, um, because in part I can bring myself to my death and we can all do that in understanding that we're all going to die. There's a liberation in that. It's like, you know, you do your best, you do your part, you're here. And then, you know, you're going to have to let go of it all when it's your time. And there's a part of me that's like, yeah, okay. I'm getting too serious about X, Y, and Z. I'm going to die someday. And a part of me is excited about that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to be scared or have all 50, I'm going to have a ton of emotions about it as well. But there's a part of me that's like, wow, this isn't forever. This is an adventure. Yeah. And we don't know. Oh, I know. I
0: know. I mean, you know,
1: I'm always drawn
0: to the death talk, the death sphere, and it is so interesting because, you know, this virus is affecting the elderly and predominantly, and really looking at, you know, most of the people that have died have two to three other illnesses as well, and they're weak, you know, and and also looking at, you know, like my death training, really looking at, you know, ninety. Is not young to die, you know. Like we're we're so used to being in the mindset of always above all else, elongating one's life. Like that's the highest good, and it's really not. I mean, if you're if you're on serious medications, you're prolonging your life. Even if you're fifty and you're on, you know, um, diabetes medicine and like high blood pressure, you're already extending your life. It's you know what I mean. So it's and not to be. I don't mean to be callous about it, but it's just really looking at the end of life. And I think that's why people are also having a lot of big emotions because we're we're faced with looking at our own death, our parents, our parents being affected by this virus. Um, and it's sad, of course, but it's we we tend as a society to not ever want to look at death. And now we're we're having to face it head on.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm not interested in uh I'm not much interested past eighty five. I mean, I say that now. <laughs> But right. 85 is sort of my my number. I'm like 85's good. 85's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I always boy, think I to live.
0: Yeah. Like, especially about grandbabies. But Stephen Jenkinson, Stephen Jenkinson, Stephen Jenkinson, I can't remember. He's a really great, amazing death writer, but he made this beautiful point. I heard him talk recently, and he was like, you know, we're not extending when you extend life, you're not extending your thirties, you know, you're not extending your twenties, you're extending your eighties and your nineties. You know, it's like, what are we extending at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. But
0: but yeah, it's, it's freaking sad too.
1: Something came up on that was really fascinating to me because I am experiencing in my readings right now, all these different levels. And, um, and clients are asking me about all the different levels of consciousness. And, and, um, I was like, Oh, I'm going to look this up. And I've never studied the Kabbalah, but, um, I just put in, you know, levels of consciousness. I found this belief in the five levels of consciousness in Kabbalah and I'd never come across it before. And when I was reading about them, it was so right on to what I was experiencing. Wow they're they're just beautiful like the first level, level and it's of that of the animal self or body self is called nefesh and then there's roush i'm probably not saying these correctly and um just beautiful experiences uh and it's all there written down and i feel like i've been experiencing in uh, downloads about these aspects in my readings um and I, I've gone back to watching uh, Morgan Freeman. Have you seen him in search of God? No. It's on Netflix. It's wonderful. Okay. And it's just all there. I usually have poo-pooed organized religion, stayed away from it like an allergy. I con- consider myself a Taoist, but I've kind of gone back and looking to, because I have many different clients from many different belief systems. And I think religions are beautiful um, and, but I'm kind of going back and reading again and researching and it's just beautiful how so much of this stuff is there. And Mm. I just love that lately organically, I'm kind of experiencing some information that then I can just Google and discover that it's, Oh, it's Kabbalah.
0: (laughs) I love that. I'm going to look those up. And that was something you were speaking to before we actually started recording was that was coming through a lot of your readings is to tend to the animal body, our actual bodies and how we're having
1: animalistic
0: um, experiences.
1: Well, I had my mentor once say to me, she, we were doing an uh, astral projection exercise, not a truly astral projection exercise, but she was having me leave my body and go to the corner of the room. And um, it's just an exercise. And then she goes, look back at your body. And that's when I could look back at my body and I recognized, Oh my God, I've been so terrible to my body. Oh my I have treated God. my body like an indentured servant and my body almost looked sad and like it was cowering. Aww. She's Like get back in your body. You need to do better. You need to relate, connect to your body. It's not that the, it's not that it's separate. It's still a piece of you. But a lot of times, especially as women, it's a piece of ourselves that I have been angry with my body. Yeah. It has let me down. it It has limitations. And um, you know if you're if you're brought up in Catholicism or Christianity, you're certainly going to have a lot of conversations about the body and how it's sinful and all of this. And I think it's really interesting for us all to kind of explore hmm, how do I relate to my body? How, and I, I've been telling clients this week, pretend it's another child of yours. And are you, you haven't been eating. You're not going to feed that child. Mm -hmm. You haven't been caring for this other child. How are you going to be there for your whole family if you can't care for yourself? So count it as another child. And um, I'm working on that myself and, Uh, being kinder to my body. It's another piece. Also, there were exercises or experiences where if I went too far afield, my body would start shaking and um, it would start shaking and feeling nervous that I would leave it. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going to leave you. We're still tethered here. I'm going to come back. That's why it's really important for i think you know mediums psychics if you're doing any kind of this work really having those grounding exercises really engaging and using the body as a partner not as something you disdain and you want to get away from and living way up here on top of your head um and i'm always working on that because i certainly started out like screw the body i just want to be up in the ethereal realms oh yeah (laughs) you're speaking
0: speaking to me Uh, Yeah, that's something I really have to work on because I I just want to float up there, and feel real high and real good. And yeah, it's, you know, motherhood has really grounded me to heal parts of my body because of that, because I, I, I need to and I have to show up in a healthy way. And I do think, I mean, that's the beauty of the postpartum, the first 40 days is learning to treat your body with the same love and care you are your newborn. And that's just such, I'm so glad you brought that up because this is a postpartum. Almost you know this is a portal of time, and we need to be caring for our bodies, we need to slow down, we need to actually feel and listen to it, and um, we will be so much better off in so doing definitely um I'm gonna have to sign off because I gotta put my baby to bed, but um, Me too, my it, teen is in. He, <laughs> he wants to play his music I hear um, it. But thank you so much, Sufi. Is there anything you feel called to
1: part with? Uh, Be kind to yourself, hang in, and I trust your soul. I trust your capacity to get through this. We are so resilient, and we were so up for the rodeo. Mm -hmm. This is a rodeo, and we can do it.
0: Mm, I love that. Thank you. That That really landed in my body.
1: I adore you. I adore Thank you. you. So much for your I work. I love You're you. Love you. Thank you honey. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.